Hey, what's going on, Washington Football X? It's your boy, Rod. We are back with Pod 78, Squad Up. So anyone who remembers Stack Bundles, one of my favorite MCs, passed away a couple years ago. Uh, 2007 is crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, I think i go with, with that, uh, that title. But, Phil, please kick off uh, Pod 78 for us. Pod number 78 is going to be dedicated to Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson was defensive tackle for the Washington Redskins from 1990 until 1995. Uh, was a steady starter for four of those six seasons uh, for the Gibbs team, the Pettibone team. And that first year, the uh, first couple of years under North Turner, he was one of the few guys that survived the initial purge when we went to the salary cap. Um was not, you know, fantastic pass rusher, but he could definitely help collapse the pocket. Was a solid run stuffer. He was a starting defensive tackle on the 91 Super Bowl team. Tied for the team lead in sacks in 92 with six, him and Wilbur Marshall. And uh, just, again, one of those stalwart guys that, you know, people forget because he wasn't a flash name, but he was a solid name. Um, I almost picked Corey Lichtensteiger for this. But I wasn't the biggest Corey Lichtensteiger fan back in the day, but I was a big Tim Johnson fan. So shout out to Tim Johnson, Penn State alumni as well. So uh, we are. And uh, just, you know, wanted to give some love to a guy who's been kind of unfortunately forgotten at the time. No, definitely, man. It's, uh Good to see him. We're also joined this evening by one of the addicts, uh, Cody Jones. So welcome, Cody, man. Definitely happy to have you here. Uh, Phil, just introduced the pod. You you listen to the pod, so you know what that's all about. But we're going to dive right into the first topic, and we got something from the mailbag. So we got one of the addicts, uh, Mike Pyatt from the Eddie and Mike Pyatt. He asked us a pretty simple question, but I think that's one that, that has to be answered across the entire NFL landscape. But Who's the surprise cut this year for the Washington football team? And, Phil, I'll kick it to you first. Who do you think is our first surprise cut? The first surprise cut, it's hard to say because, I mean, there's big-name cuts, but we kind of expect them. Like, I keep saying the first big cut I expect to see would be um, would be Steven Sims Jr., but I think a lot of people are expecting him to be cut. So, surprise cut, I'm going to call – AGG. I okay. think that with all the talent we have at wide receiver now, um, as opposed to what AGG did not show us last season, I just don't think there's room for him on this roster when we have other guys who we know can get that job done. I know and the thing that's shocking and surprising is that you would bail on a guy after only one rookie season, but the fact that they went out and got all these guys at receiver – yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be AGG will be the first surprise. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to kick it to the guest of the hour, Cody Jones, joining us from the Washington Football Addicts group. Cody, who do you think is going to be our first surprise cut this year, man? you agree with Phil or you're going some, uh, somewhere different? Cody, you're muted. Hold on, he's muted. Hold on, Cody. Uh, it's not letting me unmute you. Yes, there you go. Technical difficulty. There you go. Anything? Ah, don't hear you, Cody. 
That's all, that's all good, Cody. We're, we're going to kick it to Phil, let you try to uh, – not to Phil, but Dev, while you kind of work with the settings. But, uh, Dev, who's your surprise cut, man? Uh, John Bostic. Okay. Uh, I think we'll – I think we'll have Steve Williams said AGG eighty nine catches thirteen hundred yards nine touchdowns. <laughs> he right. might get that in his career. He didn't do it in college, but um, yeah, I'm going him because I just think we have a lot of depth at a uh, middle linebacker. I heard a little bit of a squeal there. Well, we have a uh, in Facebook. I don't have the Facebook list pulled yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know who the Facebook user is, but Peyton Barber surprise cut so. That's interesting to me. So that 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 assumes that um, who's the damn rookie we just got undrafted free agent? Uh, another thumper. Steve knows his name, I'm sure. But damn it, Steve, why aren't you here? Um, but yeah, Peyton Barber. He was he was odd for us last year. Like I I thought we would keep um, Adrian Peterson in that Peyton Barber type role. Um, but it, you know, if if Peyton Barber leaves us, perhaps that's a good thing. That means that we're truly getting depth. So. Yeah, AJG being a beast in college. Agree, man. Jarrett Patterson. Thanks, Steve. God, you're the man. You're the man. Yeah, Jarrett Patterson, he looked good in minicamp. So um, I, I very much would like to see him actually take over that thumper role for us. I think that would be a great pickup for sure. I'm going to try to see if we can kick it to Cody Jones again and see if his mic is working, man. Uh, Cody, are you, are you there? I don't know. Hopefully, man. You hear me? Yes, we got yeah, sound. Yeah, we hear you now. Be light. There it is, finally. No, I'm getting cracked. It's, it's real low, brother. It's really low. I'm going to go upstairs. I got kids upstairs, so I'm trying to hang out downstairs away from them, but I'm going to see if I can get closer to the Wi-Fi for you. Okay. I got a lot of stairs here, man. I'm taking that. All right, brother. It was, it was Eric Berner on Facebook <laughs> right. that said Peyton Barber will be a surprise cut. Um Steve, who unfortunately couldn't join us live, said Jarrett Patterson. Was his surprise cut? No, no, no. Jared, Jared's the name he was giving me for. Um, oh, was, okay. Yeah, yeah. Would say, yeah okay. I thought you were saying Jared was going to be a surprise cut. No, um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> that would be a little bit of a surprise because everybody's kind of see him as this dark horse to potentially take carries away from uh, from from Gibson. People think that um, while Gibson would still be the the, the one that. Patterson's going to, you know, eating some of that workload. I don't think he touches the field unless somebody's hurt or unless we're running the clock out and we need to just get some bodies out there to not be those him, him running it. I don't think that happens. Somebody's going yeah. to get hurt for that to happen. I don't think the third – I mean, Peyton Barber barely got carries. I guess, like, what, in the Pittsburgh game, he got a touchdown or, or you know, something like that. I could see maybe that role. But I say if, if, if he does it, if he gets on the team, which I think he will – that those are the kind of carries he'll get, Peyton Barber type carries. I don't think that he's going to push for first team offensive carries unless somebody's hurt. And I almost, yeah. I actually think even if somebody's hurt, they probably go somewhere else, to get somebody else, and still use him as a backup. I'm, I'm gonna try to kick it to Cody again. So Cody, I, I think you're here again. Who, who who's your cut man? I gotta go with that Harmon. I just don't okay. see there being. I don't see there being any room for him. You know, I mean, we got a wow. stacked receiver room. I love the way the guy blocks. I think he's a stud, but I just don't see him him making it. I mean, it's practice squad. Hopefully, he doesn't get poached. But it's, right, he's my guy. I kind of agree with the man. He kind of occupies the same space as Cam Sims. Right. And, yeah. I, and, and I I've been watching here lately the the this year's Washington games just out of boredom. Today I actually watched uh, two of them. Watched the Tampa Bay game and the. 
Pittsburgh game. And man, Cam Sims was second half of that game was Cam Sims' game. I mean, can you really say out of the one year we saw Harmony had any games where it was his game? No, that and that's that's crazy. That's that's definitely a good a good take. So I'm gonna roll into the next one. Uh, it came from uh, Angela Rowe on the Facebook uh, group, but she said, "Hey, will AGG make the team?" And you already said which receiver is going to be cut. So you're you're saying Harmon will be cut over AGG, which their production is is sort of similar. I'll kick it to you, Cody, again. Um, do you agree with her? Do you do you think that AGG is going to make the team? Will he be cut as well? He's my other guy. If it's not Harmon, it's going to be AGG, obviously. Damn. Like, what about Zayn Wright? I, I, I think with Harmon's injuries and stuff, I just don't see him coming back full. I think AGG might be able to get in there. Steven Sims on Zayn Wright? For him, so I don't know. Hey, what about uh, Zayn Wright and, uh, and Steven Sims Jr.? Yeah, it's it's a crowded room, man. It's, yeah, Steven's gone, man. <laughs> Sims Jr. Yeah. Sims is Sims Jr. is gone. Isaiah yeah. Wright is gone because Isaiah Wright was just as to me for all the the buzz and the hype. You know, I'm I'm sorry, but you know, turning you know wide receiver screens into three yard games consistently does not cut it for me. Um, so I think Isaiah Wright's gone. You know, I really think that Adam Humphreys is going to be probably the guy they look at as punt returner. So if the, the homie Fred Brown, longtime time you know, Andre man, Roberts uh, plays uh, – what's it, uh, uh, Daryl Roberts plays punt return, kick return, right? Yeah, but here's here, – so obviously, you know, Fred's saying, hey, since ain't going nowhere, y'all tripping. But a, a question – I'm not sure who's saying it on Facebook – the question was asked: Could Jarrett Patterson be a punt returner? Did he did he perform that role in college? Does anyone know? I don't think so. He did not. Uh, and that's Jason down the way to ask that question. Jarrett Patterson okay. was not a punt returner in college, okay. um, and I mean, it would be interesting, but that's not how he's built. You know, yeah. Jarrett Patterson is a short, squatty guy. Um, for a small, for a guy who's got such a small stature, he is more of a power back. He wouldn't be someone I you know would see back there juking dudes out on punt returns. Uh, but sorry, Fred, uh, Steven Sims Jr. does not cut it in this wide receiver room. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. He's just – I think with, with, with Humphreys, Humphreys coming on the team, I think that he's going to be the, the odd man left out. So, Who, who do you guys have starting, the starting three? Do we, do we do that already? Nah, but for me, I'm going to say Cam Sims Jr. I'm going to say, uh, obviously, F1 McLaurin, and I'm going to say uh, Samuel. I agree with you, man. I'm wondering though if they use Samuel outside and put Humphreys inside. Could I mean hell create create mismatches, man? That's, if, if, really if that's, if that's the case. Who else you got playing slot if something goes down? Here's you your here's, here's here's your here's your here's here's where you're gonna run into an issue. Man. Not an issue. It's a good issue. The two I can say are starting gonna be Samuel and McLaurin, but you got Humphreys. You got Yami Brown. If Harmon shows up like he did at the end of 2019, you've got Kelvin Harmon. You've got Cam Sims. You got a lot of guys in there before we start getting to Steven Sims, AGG, Isaiah Wright. These are all guys who are at the bottom of this barrel. And I just listed five receivers right there who are all going to get significant playing time. And we keep forgetting Deami Brown's on this team. He's not going to do special teams, but that dude's a burner. 
absolute straight line down the field, take the yeah. off by burner. That's right. That's right, hey, man. He's going to the top four. He's going to be in the top four. You watch? Yeah, I think so. He, he's been making a lot of plays in camp so far. I mean, obviously, training camp has to happen, but mini camp and OTAs, all those other things. Yeah, Deami Brown was uh, definitely – uh, turning heads for sure. And I know Fred Brown's going to end up getting the jersey, uh, as he should. But Facebook user, sorry, the names aren't popping up. I'm Eric, not Brown. Er, Eric Burner. Eric, Eric Burner said Danny Johnson. Yeah, a, I mean, so I, I know. Danny Johnson's a defensive back. He's not yeah, going to make the team. You don't think so? Man, who's going? who are you going to not keep? That's the, that's the thing. He's not a bad player, but who are you going to not keep? To keep him play you can keep, return. You can keep Danny as a you can keep Danny as a fourth or a fifth corner. And you ain't gonna keep him as a fourth or fifth corner because you got four or five other corners on the team. You but got is, you got one that can play special teams as well. And if he, there's a bunch of guys on offense that can play his job though, you don't want to keep that guy. And who you gonna take? Who's not gonna make the team for Danny Johnson at defensive back? Who's not gonna make it? Yeah, he's not making it. But I count him as not making it. But look who's gonna make it, Fuller. Uh, the guy we got from Cincinnati, Williams. Then you got uh, the what's the juice? It's probably gonna juice. make it. Then you got uh, Moreland, and then and then you you gonna keep Danny Johnson on the top of that. And then you also got like a, a big thing of safeties on the team. You know, every there's gonna be a bunch like, of safeties oh, cut. Yeah, Everett Reed, uh, your boy cut. we got from the uh, Carolina Panthers, and then you got it got uh, that's too many defensive backs. We're not keeping twenty defensive backs, are we? Nah, I don't think so. But look, look at Steve. Now, man. Steve. Steve's holding on YouTube for us, man. But uh, yeah, T. Max, Samuel, Humphreys, Brown, roll with Thomas and Bates at tight end. What about Samus Reyes? Don't don't call him out either. I think Samus Reyes makes the team. I, I I think he'll probably be a practice squad guy. I mean, who who knows? His his physical attributes. He looks promising. Like you look at the guy, you're like, holy shit, is he a linebacker or a tight end? Um, he's stacked, but but you know, good, he, he had it before Bates. Before Bates came yeah. along, he might have made it. But now that we got Bates, hell no, no, he's gone. He's yeah, I mean, well, Bates is a is an actual tight end as well. Where Simmons Reyes is doing a you know a sport transfer from basketball to football. They're going to keep more than two tight ends. <laughs> Fred, we're not cutting people, man. We're just discussing. We're just discussing, man. <laughs> we're not trying to cut people. We're trying to keep the team. I know. We got Bates, and we. Got you can only keep fifty three. <laughs> They're all going to make the team. Why not? Reyes gone. I want like 10 tight ends. Ooh, that's a hot take. Man, I love the tight end, man. Justin Sawyer saying Reyes is gone. We signed that dude to an actual contract, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. He got signed to a contract. He's going to be like a calendar model for the WF team dance (laughs) squad or some shit. Oh man, he might, he might, he might. Are you saying that they're gonna be selling sausage fest calendars to everybody? We need to change the channel. (laughs) Eddie Eddie Pickering from the mailbag, the last mailbag submission, he said that every um every wide receiver, free agent wide receiver, was linked to Washington. So stop doing that. I I think I think we're getting better. I, I I think we are, and that's I think the days of us constantly clamoring for talent. Is, is behind us, hopefully, or at least close to being behind us. But it's funny to still see that. Um, I, I saw Matt Ryan linked to the Washington football team earlier today on, on YouTube. Um, probably crazy. It should be crazy, but I'm like, yeah, it's everyone. If, if someone wants to make money, they're going to link them to Washington just with the history behind it. But I think we're are moving past that. 
I hope so. But we are no gentlemen, in the graveyard where people go to die and get their last paycheck. Exactly. That is good. So here's here's something where somebody did come to die, though. Dwight Sharp, banned <laughs> for life from NFL ownership. Oh. Fair or foul? Fair or foul? So, um, <laughs> Cody, just because you had said that comment, people don't come here to die, but it looks like someone just did recently. So Dwight Sharp, if those who aren't tracking, he was the uh, minority owner uh, for the Washington football team, was trying to – alleged of trying to extort Dan – um, Snyder of, of some money to get him to force a sale, rise the, the raise of his stakes in the ownership, and the, you know obviously what it's worth. So, fair or foul? Do you agree with the NFL banning him from any sort of NFL ownership in the future? And Cody, I'll kick it to you, brother. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's it's awful. I mean, it's a douche. <laughs> get <my laughs> out. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of strange that they don't imply any more fines on anybody else or any more, you know, punishment, you know, he's just straight up gone, but you know, we'll let Kraft go bang some hookers, whatever. Ain't no big deal. But it, I, 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 I kind of got mixed feelings about it, but at, at the end of the day, yeah, get him the fuck out. I don't want you. It's, it's interesting because you, you think about the $10 million that the team was just fine, you know, for their, you know, sexual harassment uh, case. And then, being banned from owning from owning an NFL franchise, that's that's a hundreds of millions of dollar fine, essentially. So it was it was interesting for me to see that. But Phil, how do you feel about them banning Dwight Shar? I feel like the Beth Wilkinson report. Oh, we lost Cody. Yeah, we lost Cody. So unfortunately he didn't get to hear this, but hopefully he will later on. I think that this proves that the Beth Wilkinson report did unearth some things we didn't know. And I think one of those things we didn't know was that Dwight Shar himself may have had a lot more in the way of nefarious activities going on than uh, we all the activities we attributed to Dan Snyder. I think might have been Dwight Shar. Remember, he did have a, a you know significant portion of the team, so I think Dwight Shar was implicated in that Beth Wilkinson report. Um, so while we all thought. Danny was the all evil, all you know, horrible person. Pierce Dwight Shar may have had some uh, some skeletons in that closet he was trying to hide. Yeah, buddy, Dev, how are you feeling about Dwight Shar? Do you give a damn? Screw him. You got too much money. Fuck Dwight Shar, boy. <laughs> I mean, keep it on it. I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I think you guys are both right. It, Obviously, they found something in there because he got the stiffest punishment of anyone. You can never be a part of an ownership of any franchise in it for the NFL. That's a, that's a pretty uh, big deal. So something must have went on um, with Dwight Sharp that we don't know about. So good riddance. If he's part of any of that uh, bullying and sexual harassment stuff, um, don't let the good Lord hit you, split you where the good Lord, whatever it said is. Don't let the door not hit you where the good Lord split you. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. But um, for those who are looking at the stream, um, a good comment from, from Fred Brown. I, I really agree with it. I, I think it's dope. I could put up here again. Let's do an Addicts 53-man roster contest. $5 per roster submitted, half to the winner, and half goes to support the podcast. So I think that'd be awesome, man. We we, we try to put together a quality uh, stream for you guys, quality podcast, and – I would love that, man. Uh, so if you guys are interested, definitely uh, wfaddicts at gmail.com. 
or hit us up on, on Twitter. Uh, you have our Twitter handles and or hit us up in the Facebook group. But, yeah, that, that would be an awesome thing to consider, man. And Steve talking about Char, he said he had a lot of stuff going on. Don't forget the Indian media company stuff. So, yeah, we know Dan is currently in litigations with um, uh, that, that company in India for posting that uh, or publishing that slanderous article. So, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe the NFL truly had fire where there was smoke with Dwight Char, but um, definitely, definitely interesting. So DC Defenders owner, <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps that's Dwight Shar's future. We shall see. Moving on, gentlemen, most overrated player for the Washington football team that we have on our roster right now. And uh, Phil, I'll kick it to you first. Who do you think is our most overrated player that's currently suiting up in burgundy and gold? Most overrated is such a tough one. Because that means I got down somebody. Um, I'm going to have a, make a lot of enemies with this one. <laughs> Brandon Sheriff. Um, I think he has. He was. And you know what? Fred Brown even said there. Taylor Heineke. Um, He'd be a close second, but I think Sheriff is getting paid way more than he should on this franchise tag deal. Um, Heineke is at least only making peanuts. Uh, yeah, Sheriff was all pro last year, but realistically, last year wasn't even his best season, in my opinion. I think he started the season pretty unsteady. He picked it up. Uh, especially, you know, after he came back from injury, he came back a different player. And I even said, I hope while he's gone, he finds his game. And apparently he did. But there are times in which Brandon Sheriff disappears. And if you're going to be a franchise tag player um, and you're going to be all pro, you should be always present in a positive way. And there were times where he was playing B minus C plus grade games. You're you you are paid to be A plus all the time. And I don't get that from Brandon Sheriff. I like Brandon Sheriff. I don't love Brandon Sheriff. And a lot of people just assume that because he was all pro, well, he's doing great. Well, no, they're if you watch carefully, they're you know, playing time, especially early in the season, he did not show up. I mean, Brandon Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff played great to me, but he just didn't play 18 million a year great. That's that's why he's overrated, in my opinion. Like Steve said it best, money is a big factor in being overrated. You know, Heineken can pay shit. So, I mean, you look at the – what's the next highest paid guard in the league? Like uh, 13, shit. 14 million? Yeah, like 14 million is the next highest paid guard. So, Sheriff just falls in the top ten. I think he's like the seventh – highest paid uh, offensive lineman, lineman right. and then tied for 10 and those are all tackles up there and then tied right. for 10th place um is another guard i just i don't know the name off the top how much how much is trent making about 20 like 22 million a year i believe right i mean this guy's asking for 20 million a year next year so if you think he's better than trent williams then he's not overrated but he's not let's just keep it real he's not trent when trent was here I would not pay Trent $21 million a year, and he's great. You know, there's no way you can justify paying a guard 18 to $21 so, million a year. So let me give you this. 
Brandon Sheriff is the number one paid guard in the league at $18,036,000. Number two is Joe Thune of the Chiefs at $16 million. Right. Can't do number it. Number three is Brandon Brooks at fourteen eighty-seven or $14,087,000. And then number four is Zach Barton at $14 million. I don't think Brandon Sheriff at his best is $4 million better than Zach Martin. Uh, who's the Facebook user said uh, Brandon Sheriff was his pick and it would also be J.D. McKissick? Because J.D. McKissick's 80 catches a year, man. He makes a million dollars or some shit. I mean, yeah, I, wouldn't, I would I not say J.D. McKissick is overrated yeah, because J.D. McKissick does what we want. He's an underrated, right? That that yeah. dude. I like. I'm a I'm a JD McKissick fan. I, you don't, you're not you're preaching to the choir here. I love uh, JD McKissick, uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Phil. Brandon Sheriff. Uh, if not him, man, it's hard to come with a, a. I mean, you could say Landon Collins, but he ain't really. I don't think he played bad. I just he was hurt, right? I. I'm gonna go Hopkins. What was he making? <laughs> Seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, he makes he makes about six hundred twenty five thousand too much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going Hopkins because she already said my guy. Yeah, man. Uh, next, Fred has a good comment though, and it makes sense. The next guard up will be the highest paid guy, and that's unfortunately that's just the, the way of the game. Um, I, I hope that we pay Brandon Sheriff sooner rather than later. Um, sooner being like this month, uh, I give him a long deal I, or trade him. I want him to stay. I think I gotta let him go. Man. I gotta let him go for another eighteen or twenty million. I gotta let him go, man. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, our cap is supposed to be like sixty million next year, but I mean, that's kind of lies. It doesn't tell the whole truth when when you start signing future contracts. But you, you got to do it. You got to do it, Cody. I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this about everybody. A lot of people said Heineke. Heineke is the most overhyped. Which is different than overrated. A lot of people see a lot of potential in him, but they'll readily admit that we don't know what he's got. They just hope he's got something. There's a difference. Yeah, Cody, who's your overrated player, brother? I'm going with Collins. Okay. We, we, we're paying him too much for doing not enough. Dude's not on the field. You know, we got we got Cam right behind him going, I'm playing better than you. I mean, he's the. He, he's kind of like Joker for maybe getting that that surprise cut as well. I and mean, that's a big ass contract for not much production. Not yeah, and, and I, I was looking at the numbers for his contract today too, man. And um, I think if they were to cut him this year, it'd be like a sixteen million against the cap. Yeah, I, it, it, it makes sense to keep him and then perhaps cut him next year and or trade him. Um, but that that contract is pretty hefty, so it's it's going to be difficult to move Collins. Um, it's it sucks to call him overrated because I I think he does his job well in the box, um, it's coverage and that's always been his Achilles heel. Even when he was with the Giants, he wasn't good in coverage. Um, so if, if they scheme him up to play closer to the line of scrimmage, he won't be as overrated as he is right now. But Cam Curl was, I think Collins had like a 116 pass rating against him. Cam Curl had like an 87 pass rating against him. And this is just something I read earlier. I don't. I don't have the exact numbers, but that's a huge difference in coverage ability. Um, but we know that Landon Collins can definitely come in the box and thump with the best of them. So you know, we kind of go forward with that. Yeah. But good. Good. Uh, go ahead. Swallowing that contract, but I uh, know it's it's tough, man. It is tough. 
But Dev put out a good poll on Twitter. I'm going to put this at the bottom of the banner right now. Better rookie year, Young or Kerrigan, for the Washington football team? So, Cody, I'll kick it to you first, man. Uh, Better rookie year. Kerrigan is always my guy. I love the dude to death, but Young. Young, hands down, no question. Easy, Young. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't getting sacks, he was disrupting plays. He was commanding double teams. I mean, he allowed the our defense to work. That's, and I mean, I'm a hardcore, long-term Kerrigan fanboy of the the worst kind. But there's no denying Young. He's the man. He is the man. No, good stuff. Yeah, I tell you what, for the folks who are watching this live stream, I just want to shout out to to Steve before we get to the shout out section. I feel like I'm driving the Starship Enterprise right now. There's so much shit going on, and I'm trying to keep up with this. Steve, I love you, bro. Like, you are really good at this, but uh, I'll kick it to you, man. Um, Dev, what, what do you feel about uh, better rookie year, Kerrigan or Young, man? It's really hard. Um, I, I understand the sentiment that everything that's brand new is better. You know, oh, it's the best game I ever saw in my life. It's the best shot I ever saw in my life, and we tend to forget the things that went on before um, it's they both had seven and a half sacks. They both had four forced fumbles. They both had one touchdown. I, I don't know who had the most tackles. I think that might've been closer than you think. And you got to add the fact that Kerrigan played more of an outside linebacker than a defensive end at that point. You know, um, I, I want, I'm going to say Kerrigan just because he played just because he played out of position on top of it. I know you're going to say a rock pole was on the other side helping, but I mean, you think the carry going to have Payne, Allen, Ionitis, and, and uh, you know, your boy Montez on the other side? <laughs> I love I mean, him. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. I, I don't think you disagree with you. He, he said Kerrigan's his guy, at least. I, I, he still gave the nod to, to Young. I don't <laughs> think it was, I don't think he, it's a bad choice either way, but I'm going to go Kerrigan based on just, just based on what I saw. I like, I like young though. I think young will be better than him, but I think rookie year. Yeah. Ultimately he's, he's as good as him. He's better than him now. Probably. <laughs> I'm looking at Phil have a miniature stroke. Yeah. 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 Dev. Phil Kerrigan, man. Dev. I love you, Dev. I'm going to go with Kerrigan. Uh no. <laughs> Kerrigan Kerrigan got got what he got. And don't get me wrong. I got the same that. thing young got. Exactly. Let me let me let me let me give you a little little backstory here. I I loved Kerrigan when he came out. I thought it was a great pick. Um I was so hyped when he had that tipped interception for a touchdown because the Giants in his first game. All right. I, let's let's put that on the table right now. But yes, they both had seven and a half sacks. Both had a defensive touchdown. Both had four for for force four forced fumbles. Say so that six times. Kerrigan did it playing out of position too. By the way, Kerrigan did that going against a right tackle only. Chase Young got his facing a right tackle, right guard, and running backs at times or tight ends. You don't you don't think they double Kerrigan ever? No, they didn't. I watched those oh, games. Man. I, I mean, I, 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 I give you the, I, right now. Go watch I you, them. 
I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Against single uh, single team. Single team. He was going one-on-one with guys, and he was getting singled up, and he was disappearing, which is my always my problem with Kerrigan is that he would disappear for stretches for no reason. Yeah, I, I don't think Kerrigan is going to be better than Young or is better than Young. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm saying the first year there. Yeah, Young produced the same as Kerrigan going against a lot more in the way of blocking. Yeah. Who was the defense coordinator back then? Joe Barry, probably, or somebody like that. Right. That's that's an easy win right there for Young. You got he had Joe Barry. I'll look it up right now. now. I'm I'm going to look this up because now you ask a lot Young has a lot of things you gotta worry about on defense, man. To his credit, you know, to to the Washington football team's credit. I think they got a lot of things on defense. Make me go look at the 2011 Redskins and John Beck and all that bullshit. Fred Fred takes my comment because that's what I was gonna say. (laughs) All he does is every play. His entire career. Let me let me let me take this back. Let me rewind it. It was not Joe Barry. It was Jim Hazlitt. Even worse. Joe Hazlitt. Jim Hazlitt was a proven coordinator in this league. Man, Jim Hazlitt. I think the best defensive coordinator we had until Del Rio. Hazlitt sucks. Marvin Lewis. Okay, now I'm talking about from during from from since. Who was the guy? Um, damn it, Greg Blosh was Greg the Blosh. best. But since Greg Blosh, until we had Del Rio, it was Jim oh, Haslam. Sorry, uh, Joe Barry was ass. Greg Minuski was ass. I, I'm, I'm moving on to Shiloh because I don't even want to talk about those scumbags anymore. That's just <laughs> that hurts who, my who do you got, Rod? Who you got? Carrigan's rookie year, Young's rookie year. Who you got? Young. Young, he transformed the, the the heart and soul of the defense. That's that's the difference. Uh, y'all changed my mind. I'm really young too. I, y'all got with, with Young. Okay, so now <laughs> with Young, I felt like, and it's it's a very, it's a topic that causes a lot of you know divide in our fan base. Young in 2020 was the defensive equivalent to 2012 Robert Griffin III. Like I just felt like we were. We had a chance defensively, at least. Don't put that curse on him, Ricky Bobby. Hey, I'll make a beat. But yeah, yeah. nah, man. Like Young was—he was phenomenal, man. And I still like his favorite play was, you know, coming across the the side with um against the Bengals and then going down and pursuing uh Joe Burrow and knocking him out the game. That was—I didn't. I, it sucked that he knocked the guy out the game, but. Getting that fumble and all the other stuff like that was that was just huge for me, man. So yeah, I gotta give the nod to Chase Young, man. He's he's the guy. But shoutouts, man. Uh, well, first, well, so Chase wasn't there last year. We don't make the playoffs. Difference maker and team leader. Love Kerrigan, but don't ever see him take the leadership role in that defense. Yeah, did, did Kerrigan ever have a captain's patch? He did. He did. He did. He did. Okay. Fuck Ryan Kerrigan. He moved to Philly now, scumbag. But Ryan Kerrigan didn't get Yeah, I'm that. going with Young. That, that filled it right there. Yeah, fuck Ryan Kerrigan. <laughs> yeah, so he gets one of those one of those showstopper dance moves. 
I want him dead. No, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You, I don't you, want I love you while you're here. You're gone now. That's where right. love is. Homie, sorry. That's how I go. Yep. Exactly. It's yeah, like the Godfather. Don't. I want him dead. Right. Sorry, I want his house burnt to the ground. I want to, you know, <laughs> I want a horse thrown on his head, head thrown on his bed. I want all that shit, man. I want him. Don't let him. Whatever you do. Let everybody else sack your ass. Don't let Kerrigan sack the quarterback, man. I whoever lets Kerrigan sack the quarterback, whoever lets Kerrigan sack the quarterback, man, can't play no more the rest of the year. I would love it if we put Samuel Cosby at right tackle and he just goose eggs Kerrigan. That would be the most glorious thing ever. I, so I would love it. Get cut in Philly, man. Yeah, I will admit it. I want to see that. I want to see that bad. You want to see get cut? I don't want to see my guy get smoked, but I kind of wow. see my guy get smoked a lot. <laughs> he's going. He's, he's going. He's going to drive himself into Cosby's chest. And as Brandon Sheriff pointed out, Cosby is a physical beast. And Cosby's just going to be like, "Dude, you're going nowhere." I believe what you're saying. We're stand gonna be, you up right gonna be here. on Lucas anyway. Let me give you a hug, homie, because you're staying right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Leno and Lucas anyways, Phil. Gonna be lit on Lucas. I want I want to give a shout out to Cody Jones, man. So you've been rocking with us for for a while in the attics, man. And I forget you're you're living in what North Dakota, Montana, yeah, North Montana. Dakota, so you're so so you're up in Montana. There's not obviously that's there's probably not a, a huge Washington football team slash Any black people in Montana. There. It's me. A, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like me. Uh, no. <laughs> Me, my dad. Nobody dude. up here. Like people talk. So I know, man. Like, but this doesn't happen. This is fucking awesome. No, I'm I'm glad you found us, man. It's it's, it's the, the invites are always open, man. So it's uh it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, but I'll kick it yeah, to Phil. I'm, I'm gonna get a phone that doesn't suck so bad, so my mic isn't all messed up, and I gotta keep loading and unloading shit here. Like, right. It's all good, yeah, man. man. It's it's still it's still a blast. Great, man. Love it. Hey, you know what? We always love having you on the live uh, pregame pods and everything else that we do. So, always glad to have you on, Cody. Um, my shout out, shout out to Steve. He couldn't be with us on camera tonight. Uh, shout out to Rod for you know learning this uh, Streamyard thing on the fly. Um, I, I yeah. feel like what Minority Report, man. I'm just like moving screens and stuff. It's crazy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and mother's uh, mother, shout out. Uh, is going to be to, and I did shut this guy out before, but he's really stepped it up. If you want Redskins games, classic games online on YouTube, HTTR 1983. I can't pump this guy out enough. He's putting up games. There are no huddle versions. He's clipping out all the stuff between the plays. Um, after you get the starting lineups, there's nothing except action, 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 action. From what's, basically what's from the, the screen name is HTTR 1983. You get to watch full length games and only take you 40 minutes to an hour. Nice. And yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, he made my next way back easier because I was that's an HTTR 1983 on YouTube. I don't know okay. who that dude is. I need to track him down. I need to get him on here because that dude is putting in a lot of work. Um, and you know, he's even got like some of the games. He synced up the radio broadcast with like uh, Frank Herzog, Sonny Jurgensen, and Sam Huff. He synced it up perfectly with the game. Oh wow! With the video of the game, like on Fox or whatever. 
He synced up, synced that up. It's it's awesome. Um, he's definitely made my next way back, which is going to be I'm going to cover 1992. It's going to be the last ride of uh, Joe Gibbs 1.0, which was 1992. He's got a ton of games from 92 up there, and it's such a fascinating season. So I was kind of going through a couple different ideas for my next way back, and I saw he had all these games. I said, "Boom, buddy, you're making my job so much easier." So uh, shout out to him. That if y'all want to go see what this team could do back in the day, yeah, look it up. I mean, he's got mostly great games, a couple bad ones, um, just to keep it honest. But he's got some 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 classics up there. Damn, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to. It. I'm gonna I'm go like his page, subscribe, and I'm already subscribed. So now I'll at least put the bell on so I can get the notification. So y'all do the same for us, though. Subscribe to the podcast, man. Subscribe yes. to the channel. Hit your bell. Get notified when we go live. And uh, I like the I like the shout-out from the Facebook user here. Phil, you, you have to tell us who it is. But Mike Sellers and Darrell Young, bring back the fullbacks. Hell yeah, man. I, I would very much love to have a fullback. But That's Eric Burner. Eric Burner, you're speaking my language. You're speaking <laughs> yes. my language. Love, love the fullback thumpers for sure, man. Dev, who's who's getting your shout out before we close out the pod, man? You want to bring something back? Bring back the band. Fuck all that noise. Oh, but, uh, hell yeah. but no, my hell shout out is going to be. Uh, I'm going to watch Black Widow tonight. Uh, you know, my friends do hood right things with my girlfriend. <laughs> but that's, that's about all I'm going to do, man. Uh, hey, uh, that's my shout out to my girl. Let me watch uh, Black Widow to play Xbox. Shout out the band. Shout out Rio. <laughs> because he got he caught it from us on the band on Twitter. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he said real. Hey, by the way, man. by the way, Rio, Rio, my name's Phil. And that song. Next time you start shouting out everybody's name individually, remember Phil. <laughs> remember me because I'm the one you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Child I'm real, sure he man. still loves you, man. <laughs> he's giving shouts to Eric Burner, Fred Brown, and Justin Sawyer for the love. Definitely, man. Yes. And for the folks who are watching this, if you guys are watching through the Facebook group, if you can, um, so we can mention you by name, uh, hit that little stream yard box that authorizes Ooh. them to use your likeness. Shout out, uh, shout out Jason Donaway. He was another one, Steve. I uh, forgot he was in the, the comments. Shout out to Bill Greathead. Just left a comment. He's listening to us from the UK. It's 2.30 a.m. and he's listening to us live. Let's oh. go. Oh, man, love that. That's an addict. Thank that you, buddy, Wanker. And they'll never step late and do nothing, man. Where, where do you see that, that comment, I feel, in the group? He uh, in, in the group, he just posted it, so maybe it just doesn't come through on our end. Okay. Yet, but Damn, I, man. I just refreshed it, and there it was. That's love, and that's awesome, man. That's uh, that's that's one thing we like to do. So I see it right here. Yeah, listen to you guys from the UK. Yeah. Keep up the good work and keep safe. That's awesome, bro. Like that, that makes this podcast worth it, man. Like you know, we're not hey, you're dedicated when you listen to the podcast. This is great. You're dedicated when you listen to the podcast during booty call hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a fun pod, man. Pod seventy is wrapped up, man. But um. Always a pleasure, man. Y'all be safe and continue to hail. Peace. Peace. What, Preston Martin? <laughs>